Hello, Spartan Nation. Welcome to the Voices of GAC podcast. My name is Chris Sharp. I am your host. And for our first guest ever, we have Dr. Paul Cable. Dr. Cable, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, and so you fill a wide variety of roles on campus. So, Dr. Cable, could you just go into what your job description is and what your day to day activities are like? Yeah, so here at JC, so I kind of divide my days in half, basically. So, in the mornings, I teach Bible 12 right now. So I'm in the Bible community and I lead, I'm the Bible chair. So I, I spend kind of the first half of my days basically doing that, teaching Bible and, um, and, and doing Bible chair type things with that and thinking about curriculum and kind of what goes on in the Bible community. And then in, in the second half of my day, my, the other half of my role here at JC is um, academic dean of Ethos. And so as you guys know, Ethos is, our, uh, is the online platform for GAC. Um, we provide um, online classes, um, not only to GAC students, but to students all over the world. Um, so that's a really fun, fun job that I get to do kind of in the second half of the day, so to speak, is, is to interface with lots of other uh, Christian schools um, across the world and, and dealing with their students and pulling them in to experience what, uh, what we get to do here at GAC as far as our curriculum and our courses. So it's a really fun uh, kind of hybrid role that I do here. Through the Ethos program, what are you learning from other institutions to bring back to GAC? And also, what wisdom are you imparting on other schools as well? Yeah, totally. So, you know, at GAC, we, we have just so many, um, so many resources, just a real wealth of not only, you know, great uh, faculty, but, um, you know, the other resources that we have here to offer, you know, some classes that, that um, other Christian schools may not have the faculty or the resources to, to offer, particularly, you know, AP courses or elective courses or uh, those kinds of things. And so um, we, we believe in Christian education and we want to support, uh, certainly support um, other schools in that. And, and in doing so, we, we were, you know, the store behind you is kind of, we were looking for um, a, an online provider for us, for our kids here at GAC and really, we just really couldn't find one that really lined up with what we were comfortable with, with our students, you know, for our students here. And so we, you know, how GAC is, we decided to do it ourselves. And so, um, you know, that, that started uh, maybe three years ago as far as a launch. And um, so we've been able to offer other Christian schools the opportunity to, to expand their course offerings for their students. So if they have students who really are passionate about physics, but they can't offer AP Physics C, for example, or if they have students who really want to go all the way in Chinese or in Latin, for example, we have um, those courses that we can let, let them offer their students without those students having to leave a, a Christian education to go find those more specialized courses that they really want to pursue. And so it's, it's allowed us to partner with all kinds of other schools. And, and of course, and like you say, we, we learn from their, not only their, their uh, facilitators that help us uh, applying those courses at their schools, but also our students get to learn with their students. You know, our students in AP Human Geography might get to learn AP Human Geography with kids living in Taiwan and Rwanda and California, as well as kids from you know, the Southeast United States. And so it's, it's been a rich experience, I think, for all parties involved. As the head of the Bible department, discuss the curriculum that each grade level goes through each year. So for example, what would you want the freshmen just entering high school to learn? And also, what would you want the seniors who are just about to leave high school to learn on the way out as they go into college? Yeah, that's a great question. And we, we, we've spent a lot of time thinking about this as a Bible department. Like, what are we, uh, what's our purpose here at JC? You know, not every high school has a Bible department, right? And so what, what do we kind of offer at the core of the mission of JC? And there are kind of a couple of things that we do. We, we want to support certainly 
the um, the Christian perspective that's offered in every class, right, on campus. But but our, our special role as a Bible department is really to, and the way we say it is we want to expose students, every student that walks into GAC, um, expose them to the beauty of what God is doing in the world. We're not really trying to force kids to believe um, anything. We're not, we're, we, we do want to offer them the opportunity to see the beauty of what God is doing. And so we try from, from ninth grade, we start you know, with the Old Testament, and we trace what God is doing in the Old Testament through the story of Israel, and we trace um, kind of the climax of the story of history in, in Jesus, and then what, uh, how Jesus is working by his spirit in the church in 11th grade, and we start in 11th grade to really turn kids' focus. We try to you know, get them understanding the storyline of the Bible and, and what Christians believe about what God is doing in the world and in, and in people to redeem the world and to, to turn it back to the way it was always supposed to be. And then, you know, in 11th grade, we start to turn kids uh, a little bit to, to their own lives in a way that's unique with, with life calling. And then in 12th grade, with dealing with other religions. So the, the course that I teach now in 12th grade is, the course I teach now in 12th grade is uh, comparative religions, which is in the fall of your 12th grade year. We say, okay, we're going to look at all of these religions uh, and try to represent them as someone from that religion would represent them. And we learn, and I always say the point of that course is to help kids love their neighbors well, right? So you may go to a, a college or university and your roommate may be of, of any faith. Uh, and so um, whether Christian or you're a Christian or they're a Christian and, and you're trying to, to deal with um, how to, to, to bridge that gap and bridge the, the, the differences between people. I mean, what, what else do we, what, what do we need more than, than bridging you know, gaps between people today? And so that's what I see kind of the function of that, of that course is. And then at the end of 12th grade, you get to really look at, at cultural issues, current issues in culture and how does, what, what does it look like to think critically and theologically and in a mature way about these kind of hot button cultural issues. And so we start to look at those a little bit more in our last course of Bible, which is Christ and culture. So it really starts with, hey, let's learn the basics of the Christian faith and what the Bible has to say about what God's doing in the world. And then how does that apply to me and how can I help live that out um, to others? And that's kind of how the progression is in Bible. And then when assessing your own education, so Dr. Cable, you have a Master's of Divinity in Biblical Language from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and you also have a PhD in the New Testament from Wheaton College. So with the biblical languages, what interests you the most about studying different languages and interpreting the Bible? And does that actually affect the message from the Bible? And then also, what intrigues you about the New Testament as well? My, my kind of my progression from my education to ending up doing doctoral work in New Testament was really pretty, pretty windy. You know, I didn't, I didn't plan it from the beginning, certainly to, to do that. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And um, in my undergrad at, at Georgia, uh, which was in English, you know, my parents were both teachers, but I really didn't necessarily see myself ending up as a teacher um, at that point. And, um, I, you know, I was, you know, in college, I got, you know, I, I got away from church a little bit in college early on. I think probably like the, maybe my biggest regret in college Although, you know, the Lord, in Lord's providence, I learned a lot from it. But my, my biggest regret in college was probably moving, you know, away from consistent involvement in a church. And so what, what I was, you know, I, I was off at college and no one was making me go, right? And so I, I kind of you know, drifted from that some. And I, I never really drifted from, from faith period, but certainly from the church in some ways. And so um, as, I, as I realized that and met my wife in college, and, and I, I really, you know, started to be drawn to, 
to the faith in a, in a way that was kind of mine and not, not in the way necessarily the way that I'd grown up um, in, in every way. And so it was kind of my own and it was a little more independent of my tradition growing up. And so I got interested in that at the end of college and I was saying, hey, you know, what's next? Um, we got married and um, Ashley, my wife, was, was in grad school for, for counseling. So I, you know, I, was, I was reading and, and, and feeling, hey, maybe this is a call to some kind of further study. Um, I, I never really felt a, a strong call to the pastorate in, in, in a way that a lot of seminary students do. Um, I just felt a call to, to study and learn more about um, you know, the faith that I kind of, you know, in some ways rediscovered in a new way in college. And so I uh, ended up at, at seminary where I really focused on the academic kind of side there and, and studying the languages, Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic. And I was terrible at languages and in, in high school and college. And, uh, you know, I avoided it, but, you know, I felt the Lord kind of pushing me there. And so I kind of buckled down and, and, and really gained a real love for it. I actually went to seminary with another teacher on campus, uh, Brian Davidson. Mr. Davidson and I were in seminary together and struggling through Greek together. It was a really fun time and forged our friendship in a lot of ways. But you know, studying the Bible in that way, it, using, you know, with the original languages, there, it's, it, it's not a, you know, there's a, there's a sense in which maybe, you know, some folks, you might say it's like a, a magic key to unlocking all the, the, the mysteries of scripture or whatever. And that's, that's not really the case. You know, eventually you learn when you, when you learn Hebrew and Greek well, that, hey, these translators have really done a great job, you know? So the first thing I always say when someone asks me about knowing the, the biblical languages is that, you know, you know, you can trust your English Bible too. And it's, it's a really great thing to, to, to know Greek and know Hebrew and you can study it better. And there are questions that you have access to that you don't in, in English, but, but boy, that, you know, you can really trust those English translations, but I, I love studying it. And I love the, the intricacies of that. And particularly of Paul and how Paul sees the climax of the entire history of the universe in Jesus and the death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus and how that applies to now people who are united with him by the spirit through faith. And so I was just fascinated with Paul's thought and I ended up getting an opportunity to study at Wheaton, um, which was nice because it was a shorter program and it was free. So I felt the freedom to go do that. Um, so Wheaton's program is really cool in that way that it's a little bit shorter and they do fund it fully. And so um, got to go ahead from, from family and all that to, to just kind of continue pursuing that. And at that point I knew, Hey, I'm going to be doing some kind of teaching and, uh, whether that's at the at the um, high school level or the college level or even in a church, it's in some role. And so I was taking on those kinds of roles while I was at Wheaton, teaching at seminaries, teaching at colleges around the area, and I was teaching online high school the whole time. And so that that was kind of how I worked my way through my doctoral program. And so I did that for five years, I moved back down to Georgia while I was still working on my dissertation, which was on Paul and Philippians, and was part of a church plant in Woodstock, Georgia. And when I was there, I heard about GAC and applied, but didn't hear anything back for like a year and a half, actually. And then randomly, uh, in, uh, in God's providence, you know, one spring, uh, Hayden Lane called me and said, hey, I want to come teach Latin for us. And so I was excited. I was almost done with my dissertation. So it was time to kind of look for something full time. And I just, I, I remember thinking, man, GAC would be an amazing, amazing place to work. And so I applied, but I hadn't heard anything in a year. So I was, I was just really pumped to to come here and to be a part of what really seemed like home really from the beginning, as far as the, the ethos of just a deep, not really a surface level, just a surface level engagement with Christianity in the curriculum and in the educational philosophy, but really at the heart of what we do, bringing that Christian perspective. And so it felt like a home for me and been here ever since. And so I'm super thankful for that. Well, what a journey. Could you mention the members of your family and also 
How will you take the life lessons you learn along your path and apply those both to your family and also to the students you teach in class? Yeah, yeah. So my wife, Ashley, and I have, have three kids, uh, Graham, Eleanor, and Silas. Graham is 11, Eleanor is nine, Silas is seven. Graham and Eleanor are Spartans, and Silas will be uh, here very shortly. But, you know, they're, they're sinking, right? They're enjoying the sink process uh, in, in, uh, that we're offering now. I'm super excited to, to be able to work with that, and it's been fun. But, you know, the, as far as, you know, spiritually, one thing I've learned is um, that the Lord has – uh, you know, the Lord has his hand on you, you know, and, and he, he guides your steps and for which I'm really thankful for. And so, you know, when, when I look back, I, I think I mentioned that I consider it a mistake that I, um, you know, that I basically neglected the church, right? I, neg- I neglected to meet together with the body of Christ. And, you know, in my perspective, and I would certainly say, hey, a, a great piece of advice is to, is to ask all the hard questions, you know, like ask the hard questions to the right people and ask honest questions. Um, you know, never feel like um, having questions about your faith means that you don't have faith or that your faith is not good enough or, uh, and never feel like, you know, you know, investigating God in a deep way is not spiritual. You know, God's not afraid of questions. You know, if the gospel is true, then it's always true. You know, it's, it's, it's true regardless of what you find in science, in the science lab. It's true regardless of what you read in, in literature or, or what language you speak, right? It's true all the time. And so I would say, hey, you know, as you, as you kind of move into your college years and you're kind of finding and becoming yourself, hey, ask all the questions and don't, and don't, because God's not afraid of those. And, um, and, and I think, a great venue for that really is the church and the church has been maligned and, and kind of, Hey, that's not a great place to ask questions, but I think um, stick with it and, and ask those questions. And I think, I think the Christian faith and, and, and the, the gospel rightly understood has the resources to answer life's biggest questions. And so I, I, I in Jesus through the Holy spirit, those questions really have great answers. And so that's, that would be my advice is ask them all. And I think you'll find the answers are satisfying. Thank you, Dr. Cable, for coming onto the show and also for pouring into our students and helping them grow in their faith. Sure, you too. Thanks for having me.